Are you looking for extra frame rates for 100% free? You can have that with Radeon Boost, a revolutionary software feature exclusive to AMD's Radeon GPUs and select titles like Fortnite, Cyberpunk 2077, and Warframe. Just open your Radeon software, click on the graphics menu, and toggle on Radeon Boost. The feature reduces shading levels in only the areas of a scene your eye never looks at. Frame rates increase up to 50% or better during movement, with zero noticeable impact on what you actually see. It's like magic. Radeon Boost just plain works. In this episode of Full Nerd, Intel's 12th Gen Alder Lake on sale, Steam Deck, and Microsoft does the right thing. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 184. I'm your host, Gordon Bong, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. And Adam Prasik-Murray is controlling the horizontal and vertical today. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's been a long road to get here, Gordon. For, for you audio listeners, you might realize the audio is uh, probably a little different than usual. But we are back in the studio, back in the saddle. Gordon, Gordon, it feels good. It feels good to be back here, dude. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You excited? It is nice. I I I miss this mic. These are awesome microphones. So oh, it's, it's yeah. and you know again it's I haven't we haven't really recorded a podcast here in a, a sixteen months. So it's just it feels it feels weird, but it's it's good, right? It's well, just so much better. And and for for the the eagle eyed people. My box. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we we put Brad back back in his box. Uh, <laughs> also, yeah, for some eagle eyed people in the chat, that was the old intro. So I I loaded up uh, the the streaming software we use here. Uh, I loaded up the the last intro that I had in. <laughs> it was episode one twenty seven. Oh, I don't I don't I, I don't know if that was the last one we did here, but we're on one eighty four now. So it, it's been a bit. So yeah, the old intro. We do not have the rights to that old song. So please, nobody telling us. Uh, but yeah, I <laughs> thought it'd be funny to to play the old intro. It was there. Uh, already in the hopper so <laughs> that, that that was pretty funny also man oh boy i tell you what uh i've probably mentioned this before but we we over the course of the past year we would come into the studio be like oh crap we need this cable we need this lens we need this camera we need this monitor we need th- this microphone who knows and like this this studio was in complete shambles like it, it 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 hurt me as as a production person to just come in here and just be like, oh man, I got to put this back together. I just was yanking cables left and right. Uh, uh, had to reconfigure this streaming box, put in put the pieces back together. So everything is is, is taped back together, kind of like when we did for the uh, the the PC build. But man, man, does it feel good uh, to be back here? So. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. You know, before we move on, Gordon, if if you don't mind, uh, I will say to celebrate. And I'm, I'm going to post this uh, this link in the uh, in the chat to celebrate. Uh, we have some new merch. Uh, we got we have a, an, another update to our uh, our awesome uh, CrowdMade store. I've been working with with our rep. Uh, so if you go over to CrowdMade.com forward slash collections forward slash PC World, there's also a description in the link. Uh, we have some new limited edition stuff. Let, let me walk through it. Uh, we have a, a short sleeve button up with an embroidered full nerd over the pocket. Very nice, uh, in multiple colors. Uh, we have a uh, limited edition uh, plaid. Uh, it's like blue and black plaid with a, a full nerd embroidered uh, over the pocket. I'm excited about those. Uh, we also have stickers. Um, there's actually a promo code that if you 
anything you buy in the store, if you add stickers to the cart, you get 10% off your whole order. So excited about that. Uh, we have uh, the the PC ecosystem uh, logo uh, brought to this store, too. It was, it was in the old one, so I, I finally got it here. And for all I, I heard you, I, I heard for, for all the people out there who were upset that, that some of the T-shirts, some of the limited edition stuff was not uh, was kind of limited in sizing. We do have a listing called the the Full Nerd Big Tall Embroidered Tee, just for uh, for you, you fine folks out there who who need uh, some extra room in your shirt. I, th- I think it goes up to to five X, uh, but it, it's a special shirt just for you. That's a, a, a t shirt with the Full Nerd embroidered on it. So something uh, something that's a, cool. a little nicer. Yep, yep. I I was working with my rep. I was like, listen, we need some some bigger options, but I want to make it special for you. That is not limited edition. That will always be there. Uh, it's the only embroidered option that will always be there. Uh, so well, I got to say, I've been very lazy in putting off my order, even though it's been a month or so. Uh, and I'm glad I have because I'm going to go pick up those limited edition shirts as soon as we get off of this. It's probably already sold out. I've been camped out to buy it early. <laughs> <laughs> Scalp it. Oh, Brad. spoilers for, for Best Buy, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. Did, yeah. I guess we didn't talk about that that news, huh? Uh, no. If you've been one of the, the, the lucky. Done. Oh, it's already done. Yeah, true. Uh, there's people camping out at Best Buys, select Best Buys around the nation to uh, hopefully get their hands on an RTX card. So that was interesting. Yeah, and I think Michael Kahn over at um, PC Mag had a picture at Best Buy. It was like a, like 118 mm-hmm. people, 180 people in line to, to get the thing. That's yeah. the San Francisco one, right? 185 in San Francisco, 185. Does that? I guess the thing is, so it worked. You had a ticket. That meant you get, I mean, you were just, you got to buy one, right? It didn't mean like. Well, you get you get in line, and yeah, they however many cards they have, they hand out tickets, and I doubt there was 185. I think, see, I see. We'll see. Although, you know, I will point out for San Francisco. See, I've already bagged on Austin and Philadelphia. <laughs> San Francisco people. This is I mean, tell you something about San Francisco. If I stood in line for something, like if there was like a closed business, or say perhaps somebody who made the worst pizza in the world, and I stood there, if you waited ten minutes, some millennial would come up and stand behind me. And then another millennial, and they would just they would just line up because sure. in San Francisco everybody just lines up because they see a line like oh it must be good there's a line <laughs> I wonder if that's what happened like hey I, they probably got up there I no I wanted some avocado toast or something and they're like, like hey <laughs> hey what, what are, at some point they were like oh by, by the way what are you what are you waiting for I'm you know just wanted to check what what you're waiting for yeah to, to get the the info <laughs> <laughs> well you know what you know what hopefully nobody is there waiting for. Is uh is Alder Lake Gordon because it it's not out yet, but there are some fresh rumors, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I'm going to I I hope I I'm gonna apologize. I have been on vacation for about four days, so I have been turned off of everything. We had the worst internet in the world there, but apparently, <laughs> somebody. This is a world we live in now. Somebody has been selling Intel's Core i9 12900K Alder Lake in China, of course. Uh, this is according to uh, Tom's Hardware. I'm going to mangle his name, Ji uh, Lu. He writes a lot of the, the leak stories out of China for Tom's Hardware. But uh, somebody has been selling these Alder Lake CPUs, not out yet. Probably going to come out later this year, uh, $1,200 basically. Uh, it looks like the person was selling wasn't just selling one Alder Lake CPU, but they're selling them in a lot so you had to buy a whole hundred of them so wow. if you had 120 grand i suppose you could buy it 
Uh, seems a little nutty to me. Um, these are, of course, qual samples, and I guess they're saying they were early engineering samples. Um, and, of course, nothing is confirmed. We do know that Alder Lake is a, is a big little design. It has some small mm-hmm. uh, gray smock cores, as, as they're called, and then it has these golden cove cores. They are 10 nanometer, I believe, 10 nanometer FinFET, so should be in super fin super fin right yeah there yeah. the the they do claim that it is a 20 percent. i think the official leaks well leak slides say 20 percent ipc increase although there's no really well 20 percent versus what it is not known uh and it's eight eight cores eight big cores and eight small cores so you know is that right or no eight and four no that's yeah. eight and eight no no video cards also has a post to going over all these. So they say, citing Chinese forums, uh, that the Core i9-12900K is going to have eight big cores, eight small cores. Uh, the i7-12700K is eight big cores, four small cores, uh, slightly lower clock speeds. And uh, Core i5-12600K will feature six big cores, four small cores. It's their, their rumor. Yeah. So, and of course, people are, you know, putting their, the people are putting money on it being as fast as a 5950X. Uh, who knows, right? I, I, I think people are, who knows where it's going to end up at this point. Yeah. So somebody in the, the comments said, uh, oh, crap, where did, so, oh, I lost it. But DDR5 and PCIe5. Oh, that, that video cards has new leaked performance numbers faster than the 5950X in single thread and multi-thread. This is from BatTech in YouTube. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It, it. You know, I think one thing I do want to caution people is like, don't get too excited about, you know, pre-release parts, even if there are benchmarks. Yep. There's always final BIOS optimizations that go into. We are so far away. Um, so don't get too overexcited or too overly disappointed by it. Or I guess the way it is today is overly angry about it. People get very angry about this stuff for some reason. Uh, I think it's probably... If, if- if they're selling these in lots of a hundred, that's insane to me. Like that makes me very skeptical, and I feel like they will all easily be arrested. Yeah, you know, even so, I mean, that's that's the other weird thing I think is because you could think if you are selling a, a leaked engineering sample that clearly was given to you by somebody who wasn't supposed to give it to you, I can tell you that one of the first people to try to buy it will be that company's security department. They will just simply give you the credit card, buy the chip, get the chip, and go like, yeah, now we know who leaked it. And then they go squeeze that partner. Who lost (laughs) these parts? And like, oh, yeah, it's right here in this cabinet. And they open the cabinet up, and the cabinet is empty. And they're like, well, who checked it out last? And they look at the camera. Then suddenly somebody is sitting in a cell. Actually, uh, there's this new uh, show on on Netflix called Heist that – that Lindsay and I recently watched. There you go. It's 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 going to be on season two of the heist. Is it uh, the Alder Lake heist? Yeah, the Alder Lake heist. I mean, it is weird why you would sell them in a lot of one hundred because I could see like if you sold them at one CPU, then you get like you get one of those people like Doctor Ian Cutter's buying one, right? And then he benchmarks <laughs> it, and like everybody gets excited. That's not the same as buying all one hundred. And buying all one hundred is like. At that point, you're like, oh, if you're a company, do you 
Can could AMD? This is a good question. Could AMD go like, "Hey, we'd like to check out Alder Lake. Why don't we buy from them?" But you can bet. Sure. I'm 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 going to bet like, yeah, sure. Well, this is lost property. It's probably stolen property too, right? Because it's not supposed to be out there. AMD's lawyers are going to go, uh-uh, you ain't buying this. Don't even touch it. Don't even don't even browse that page to look at it, to buy it, because now you have involved us <laughs> in industrial espionage and all kinds of stuff. So, like, who the hell's going to buy these things, you know? Some motherboard company yeah. wants to just yeah. – I it doesn't make – to me, it doesn't make any sense, right? It doesn't – Yeah, me either. Like, if you were selling one at a time, interested, deep-pocketed nerds could be like, oh, I'll try that if I can find a motherboard to put it into. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's – yeah, hundred. I mean, see that. I mean, but that's the weird thing is like, if you did get it. So again, so typically, what has happened in the past is like, look, I didn't get my CPU from the motherboard company. I didn't get it from Intel. If I'm Ian or me, I've I've actually done this in the past before, where you secure the CPU elsewhere, and then you get the motherboard. The motherboard company is like, we can't give you a CPU, but we can give you the motherboard to use, and then you do that. That's that is okay, I think, but. Mm-hmm. Who the hell's going to buy a hundred of these things? I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. It's. I'd love to know. And apparently, the person has sold it. And you know, I would bet it was Intel that bought them back, right? For Intel yeah. to buy all one hundred of these leaked parts for, a, for whatever one hundred twenty grand, and then have a, a a lead on who the hell leaked these. Isn't that? Isn't that? Is that? Wait, no. What, what's that? Entrapment? Do you think they they leaked it intentionally <laughs> to then buy them back and catch who uh, who bought them? No, I mean, entrapment can only be done by, you know, well, in the U.S., the, the police can, can can do entrapment, but I don't think a, a private company can do it. So I, I just well, kind of wonder. Whatever the case, for these parts themselves, like, I'm real curious if they do actually manage to beat the 5950X you were just talking about, which is the Zen 3 16-core AMD part, because the flagship 12900K you know, I'm just going to talk like these are confirmed. These are the rumored names, and etc. Uh, but the 12900K has eight big cores and eight small cores, whereas the 5950X is just all 16 big cores. So I'm really curious to see where performance for this actually winds up being, because it's mixing Atom and Core at this point. And, like, I, I always say never pre-order, but I would definitely never pre-order these parts until I saw them in action through reviews. And I definitely wouldn't buy a hundred from a scalper off a Chinese forum. Yeah, although you know, I was because I I will say because you know the leaks, the talk of a big little design have, have been around for a long time now. I never really quite understood it on a desktop part. On mobile, yeah, it makes a lot more sense because you're always fighting to keep you know battery life. But on and desktop, it's essentially it has been never ever ever worrying about power. So. Oh, I, I was I was just actually looking at an Alienware desktop page the other day, and they had a disclaimer at the bottom saying, we can't ship this desktop to California, Oregon, and a handful of other states uh, because of, power. of requirements. So I wonder if this is a way to get around that. Huh, interesting. I Can you send me that page? Because I, I am very yeah. much into the CEC 2020 stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, power is – they it will become a thing for desktops. They are going to come for us. They always want to limit wattage. So that is something that I think you have to look for. But I think Intel has to be concerned about performance first. So right now, I, I just why that's why it never made sense to me. But I sometimes I sort of think like, you know, cynically, 
And this is not how CPUs are designed. This is not how they make any strategic designs. But you know what? We've been saying to the dumbass media to stop using Cinebench, right? Nobody does like all these multi-core, you know, workloads. That's not how people use their desktops. But you know what? Screw it. Let's make a chip. <laughs> Remember, because it's eight eight cores with hyperthreading, so that's sixteen, and then you have another eight cores, so it's twenty four threads, and the small cores uh, don't have uh, SMT or hyperthreading, so you have twenty four threads. So if you suddenly make, and of course, remember your oh. 10 nanometer, uh, it's an improved IPC. So now suddenly you're like, hey, you know what? Suddenly, look, look at our Cinebench R20 or R23 score. It's so much bigger. Look, the bar is bigger, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, you, and you can imagine the press going, well, you know, it, it doesn't matter about multi-core performance. We only care about performance, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just, but, you know, I, yeah, it's hard to win. you would kind of think that there was cynical, a cynical approach there. A lot of people sort of accuse the P4 of that because the Pentium 4 was designed to, you know, scale up to 10 gigahertz originally. Mm-hmm. They, they never got it there. But, you know, the press and at that time and the public, they all bought into to, to megahertz, right? So if you had higher megahertz, you were, you were better. And, you know, a lot of people, I think, wrongly sort of, blamed p4 for a lot of those those issues but could this be that or is that just kind of i mean they would never do that but it's just like if you do come out with this thing where it's just like wow this thing is just awesome in cinebench like you you make a cpu just to, to do cinebench well does do they win or does suddenly now because of the nature of of the of the hardware community does it now like oh we don't care about cinebench now intel what are you doing that for <laughs> yeah that's going to be the thousand dollar question i'm not making any guesses because i have no performance predictions for these parts i'm going to predict totally it'll be limited. faster slightly it'll be in the neighborhood well uh the video cards leak also does say that the big cores will go up to 5.3 gigahertz uh, with the five gigahertz all core boost, so if that holds out true, that's going to be pretty nice. Uh, also, somebody, on ten nanometer. Yeah, uh, Bat Tech is saying uh, three point nine on the small cores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, it's really funny if you look at the performance of. I mean, Adam was. I've made fun of Adam for a long time, but Adam. Yeah, that's rude. It's actually. I mean, it does help. It doesn't like it makes it slower, so it could be mm-hmm. really this sort of multi-core workload multi-threaded monster right in a way to kind of get mm-hmm. them in competitive in those those multi the rare multi-threaded you know workloads that people do so yeah I, I, for me yeah. you know like i'm thinking like what what would that mean for encoding video or something like could could you encode one thing on the big cores another thing on the small cores i you know i, I don't really know Ooh, or, or if you interest or if you just say hey you know what i need all the thermal over- overhead i'm just gonna use the big cores for the big jobs i, I, don't, I just don't know yeah, it does open up a lot of really sort of interesting ways to approach it because you sort of, I know people love the multi-threaded stuff, which I think is great for people who need it, but you sort of, if you have those really, really, um, those big cores, even though there's a few of them, high clocks, and you can maintain it, and you have that high RPC, for probably a lot of the stuff that most people do, it's going to be better, and then you sort of throw on those sort of smaller cores, it could could boost them. You know, Mm-hmm. I, it'll be interesting, right? But I, I, you know, it's always fun because everybody wants to know who's going to win the Super Bowl next year, right? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's making predictions. So, uh, uh, well, and at uh, Ed, Ed, Edelbert uh, Souza, I think is what I'm going to say, say the name is. Um, the uh, could it could it be also that maybe the big cores are for gaming and the small cores would handle streaming? 
could you do like on a single PC setup? You know, uh, I suppose. But I mean, a lot of you know, most you're going to have a big fat GPU in there with its dedicated encoding path. So I'm I'm going to guess most people you'd probably already be using either the well, of course, we also have Intel GPUs coming, but GPU will do a lot of that. But you could you could do a lot of the housekeeping stuff. I would imagine you know, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. If if anything, it gets the the ideas flowing as to what you could do. Whether you can do that, who knows? Yeah, the, the interesting part to me uh, is Ben Funk over at Har- Hot Hardware, who was a great guy, used to write for Tech Report. Uh, he tested Windows 11 Preview on one of those tablets that had the big little cores yeah. uh, from Intel, Lakefield. and found that before, yeah, found that performance was noticeably very noticeably improved on windows 11 versus what they get on windows 10 hmm. so i'm going to be very curious to see if these chips scream on windows 11 and are just okay on windows 10 i'm very curious to see how it goes huh yeah no that's like that's a good point too because i mean those those fold those first foldables with lakefield were i mean they were an experiment. They probably sold a hundred or you know five thousand or if that they, worldwide. They were getting so. ready for this. They were getting ready for this. So this has been coming for a long time. But you know that again, that sort of plays to the whole mobile thing, right? What? How does that apply mm-hmm. to 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 desktop? And this is clearly a desktop part. But I, people always have to. You got to keep in perspective that the world does not res, revolve around desktops any, anymore. It hasn't for a long time. It still revolves around. You know, laptops and and mobile, but you know the so the very loud and proud gaming community sort of always puts it at the forefront. So, well, uh, Doctor uh, Ian Cutris, uh, Tech Tech Potato would like to uh, would like to correct us to say uh, it's not big little. That's an uh, ARM term. This is a hybrid CPU. Yes, yes, yes. It's not hyperthreading. It's SMT. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know yeah. the the saddest thing about that Ian is man I remember when they first were showing core so Intel core we're sitting in it we're sitting down in Santa Clara and they're like talking about core and they were talking about Adam and and all they're just like and the original core part they the the language Intel was like man that whole big little thing we tried that that sucks that thing does not work <laughs> I just, you know, we just scale the clocks down. It works for, you know, and actually, to be fair, it has worked that way for 15 years. <laughs> but now suddenly it's like, oh, big little. It's, I mean, it's just, it's the way of technology, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, well, you know what is also the way of technology is uh, shrinking parts into a small size, maybe like a form factor, like a, a handheld or something. Steam Deck. Yeah. Steam Deck. Steam. Uh, I, I, I'm going to put this out, out front before we even start talking about it. Uh, or, or maybe we should describe what it is. Uh, does everybody know what it uh, is? Brad, why don't, why don't you first, let's fill us, fill us in on, on what this is. So the Steam Deck is basically Valve made its own Switch, stuffed it with hamburgers, so it's big and chunky. Uh, uh, put a pretty surprisingly powerful AMD APU inside of it featuring Zen 2 cores, so Ryzen 3000 series, and the all-new RDNA 2 graphics cores, which are found in the Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, 
uh, in Radeon 6000 series. They're not available in any desktop APUs at this point, but it will be available in this custom Steam Deck because Valve had AMD custom make a chip for them. Uh, it is basically a Switch that plays your PC games. Uh, it's running on Valve's own Steam OS operating system uh, based on Linux, uh, Arch Linux. It's now Switch 2, to be specific. Uh, that one's for Peter Jansen. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> It's that might that might fill you with terror, right? Because traditionally games have not run very well on Linux, but ever since Windows 8 started locking down, Valve has been building Linux up as an escape hash. They've been building Steam OS. The past couple of years, they've invested a lot of time and technology, uh, time and effort and money into a technology called Proton. That's basically a compatibility layer based off of one, the famous Linux, uh, not an emulator, uh, and it can run uh, a whole, whole, whole lot of Windows games without hassle now, without issue. It's built right into Steam. You just hit play, and it'll run, you know, Proton if it needs to, and your games will work. The big issue right now is that it doesn't work with BattleEye and Easy, easy Anti-Cheat. So, mm-hmm. like, those big Battle Royales and multiplayer shooters and stuff like that don't work on Proton right now. That would be a deal breaker when this thing comes out, but Valve is working with them to hopefully have it compatible by the December launch date for this. So yeah, it's a Switch that will hopefully play all of your games pretty straightforwardly. Uh, also, uh, Dennis Siberian says uh, will, or asks, uh, will it be possible to use the Steam Deck as a regular Linux PC? Uh, the answer is yes, that and Windows. You could just wipe the whole thing, put Windows on it if you want. They're they're not locking this down at all, correct? Yep, not at all. You can do whatever you want. It's a Linux PC. They they make it they make a point of saying that repeatedly in their marketing thing. Uh, they even have press images of like someone connecting it to a desktop monitor and just tooling around on the Linux desktop. So yeah, because at some yeah, point, and he, at yeah, some point Gabe, they're they're gonna sell a, sell a dock that allows you to hook up peripherals yeah. and stuff like that. But they haven't announced that yet. Or fully in nope. it. or they've announced it but they, they haven't, haven't given it. any details or price yeah, yeah uh but yeah so the, gabe newell even said yeah you can you can put windows on this if you want i mean it's, it's a computer man so do your computer things comes with the USB-C port wow i mean this is basically sort of taking everything that was the steam machines and, and squishing it in, into a little tiny console though. And, and the steam controller some, it- some of the stuff that they learned from the steam controller too yeah, it has haptic touchpads underneath each of the uh, analog sticks, which is excellent. I love the Steam controller. I'm curious to see how it stacks up in this little form. Uh, it's a surprisingly great price, uh, $399, yeah. <laughs> which is really, really good. It's a little bit more expensive than the Switch, yes, and it doesn't include a dock, unlike the Switch. But that's a surprisingly great price for the hardware that you're getting. In that entry-level version, uh, you're only getting... A 64 gigabyte eMMC storage, so mm-hmm. that's a bit of a bummer. Mm-hmm. There is a micro SD card slot for expansion, just like with the Switch. But Valve also offers upgrade options to a 256 gigabyte NVMe SSD or a 512 gigabyte NVMe SSD, and they add, you know, a decent amount to the sticker price. But if I was in the market for this, I would try to come up with those extra pennies and get one of those SSD options because. Like, if you try to put Call of Duty, uh, the Battle Royale game on there, 
you need that 256 gigs <laughs> <laughs> yeah right uh, also the the uh the the bigger version the the 512 uh gigabyte version comes with a uh, uh i think an anti-glare screen as well like the, oh, the, yeah. the, the top tier yeah. one has that little adjustment too also I, i've seen some back and forth about whether you can swap out the the ssd like just open it up like a pc and swap it out but it, it takes a 2230 oh right okay so they so shorter yeah, a little for runty SSD. exactly. So they they don't they say they don't recommend it, but I I bet it's probably supported. Yeah, yeah probably. W- but those those SSDs are very hard to find yeah. consumer SSDs in that form factor. Which yeah. just just throwing that out there or a high capacity. So True. they're they're I think that's probably why it's limited to five twelve. Although I guess maybe we'll probably get as we get these denser NANDs out, but. Well, yeah, I, th- I think it's like, okay, so w- what's the better option than, you know, trying to swap it out, uh, you know, and paying the price or or trying to use the, the micro SD card? I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure, you know, how fast that micro SD uh, slot is, but I mean, at least there's an option there, so. Yeah, you know, it's always it's always pretty slow. Like if you compare it to PC storage, it's very slow, yeah. but it should be fine for gaming, just like on the Switch. What I mean, it seems like it's very. I again, I've been tuned out for days. I come back and like the world has changed sometimes, but <laughs> it's very polarizing because I've read some columns. Uh, one over at PC Gamer says this thing is just it doesn't get it. It doesn't understand what the Switch is. It's not a Switch, uh, and I I think. Some people are excited about it, and some people think they think it's gonna. I would say most people are pretty excited about it. I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen too much negativity about it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess it's just PC Gamer then leaning into. No, the... no, they have a good point. They're saying it's the Switch without the magic in that article, which I read. It's a good article. Yeah, uh, and they do have a point. If you're just an everyday gamer, like if you go and buy this thing. It's going to be the Switch without the magic, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. have Mario. It doesn't have Nintendo. Uh, these games are not made for the Steam Deck. So every Switch game that you pick up, like it supports quick resume. It's made around the 30 FPS in the smaller screen for mobile, stuff like that. It has everything hooked in. Whereas these PC games are PC games running on a tiny portable PC. So one of the reasons I didn't pre-order, besides being on team never pre-order, uh, is because I'm real curious to see how scaled down to that 1280 by 1800 screen, how well text looks on stuff like that, uh, see how well games actually run. Uh, since it's such a small resolution screen, I think with the RDNA 2 graphics cores, even though there's only eight of them, I think you'll be able to run games at a pretty decent clip. But that text is going to be a big deal for me because I love the idea of this as a portable indie machine. As you know, I can play Disco Elysium sitting there in my bed. Yes, please. Uh, but it, details like that are going to matter. Those are the big question marks around this to me. Uh, also, the battery life. They're, they're claiming like, eh, you know, probably a couple hours uh, for a AAA <laughs> game. But, you know, if you're just browsing the web or watching video, you know, maybe up to eight. So, you know, I mean, the, yeah. the battery life is... I mean, to be fair, though, the Switch battery life can can <laughs> fluctuate pretty hard, yeah. too. So, But not not that bad really what's the I mean- well it's 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 the same like when i when i travel with the switch i have my big chunky usb power mm-hmm. bank mm-hmm. and i just leave it plugged in with that on like mm-hmm. that's the case with the switch that's going to be the case with the the, the steam deck too yeah yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll work for a quick bus ride but that's about it also, I mean, Adam Reeves in, in in YouTube makes a good point. Let's be clear: Valve's intention or intended audience isn't a uh, isn't 
the same audience as the Nintendo Switch. So, you know, no. No. Uh, I, no. It's definitely more for, for people like us who love PC gaming. And I, I've always said the yep. Switch is like a great add-on for PC gaming because you can get some other, you know, other experiences there. But the, the problem is, is you can't transfer your saves. It's just not, you know, uh, or I, I should say most games don't. There are some games out there like Divinity Original Sin 2 yep. where you can transfer your saves, Witcher 3, things like that, which is great. But for the most part, yeah, you know, if, if this if this just works with Steam Cloud, you got your save, pick it up. You know, it's even if you're going to be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to farm a couple things real quick, uh, you know, load up my game get in get out uh and then really do the the most of the work on on my desktop like that that's an awesome companion piece <laughs> for sure yeah i i that this that definitely seems like the disconnect because it is not a, i wouldn't even call it a competitor to the switch because yeah. no no it is this is i said i said i said in my initial coverage this is basically nintendo switch made for pc nerds by pc nerds yeah it, that's 100 percent what it is yeah no that's... i actually did a nintendo switch versus steam deck because People were asking and looking for that. And, you know, being PC World, you expect us to jump right into the hardware and stuff like that. But I didn't even on that piece. I said right up top, look, we're going to talk about the games first. Because that's really should be your decision. Do you want to play Mario? Do you want to play Zelda? Then go get yourself a Switch. If you just want your Steam games on the bus, then get this. It's that simple. Who cares about the hardware? Right. Right. Uh, but but uh, a couple people do point out in the chat, you know, you could just run a emulator, a Switch emulator on this thing. So, you know, huh. very, not saying it's very true. That would be interesting. Just saying you could. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, w- I will say, you know, I mean, for me, uh, I, w- I will say that, you know, you're talking about the price. Uh, you're also talking about the, the competition. I'd say there's already been competition out there. Uh, things like the, the AVA Neo and the GP. PD is that the right acronym? I, I can't yeah. remember. Uh, yeah. You know, there's been other handheld devices out there for the past couple of years. But you're talking about, I mean, and some of them are Intel based, some of them are Ryzen based. Uh, and but you're talking about usually starting off at like eight hundred bucks, like like double the price of, of what this is coming out at. So like that's that's pretty cool because I, I I've had an interest in those, but man, the, those prices on those are, have been a, a real tough pill to swallow. Though I will say the the Intel based ones have uh, Thunderbolt, <laughs> so I thought that that'd be hilarious to like have a little handheld thing and, and hook up an eGPU to it and see how the performance I, was. But yeah, I, mm. I uh, yeah, to me it's not just that it's not just the price, although price is part of it. It's you know you're spending eight hundred to a thousand dollars for these other ones that are already available. They're usually kickstarted, Indiegogo, something like that, so crowdfunded. Mm-hmm. Which personally always starts. That's like I'll wait and see if this actually launches. Uh, I'm very cautious with my money. Uh, so you know it's it, they're usually crowd started. They're by companies that you most people probably haven't heard the name of GPD. The other one you were just mentioning, nobody's heard of that in real life. There's a big difference between that and going, hey, Valve is making a $400 Steam Deck. People can get behind that. They're like, oh, it's Valve. I'm willing to take that risk to buy this because hopefully it's not just going to get tossed to the curb like it might if this random other company was doing it. Which is why I'll say uh, both Keith and I did pre-order uh, really yeah so i and i'll, I'll i i see brad's uh, shaking his head there i i will i will say that you know with knowing valve's track record uh, you know there are some some hits and some misses but i'm interested enough and i think the price was right that i said you know what i'm I'm gonna go ahead and pre-order i mean honestly I, I i did it for work purposes uh you know too so uh if it were my money personally 
yeah, I'd, I'd probably still pre-order, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's just, just to be honest. Uh, but the you know I, I've probably mentioned this before too, but I started off my my first gaming experiences ever, or my own personal gaming experiences, meaning my my first hardware were handheld devices, the the Game Boy, the Game Gear. Uh, I've always had an affinity for handheld gaming devices, like that's why I love the Switch. My, I loved, you know, a- anything Nintendo came out, with, even the Vita, uh, PSP, all, all that stuff. I've, I've always had hand- handheld gaming devices. So for me, like, I I got I got to have this. Like, this is totally in my wheelhouse. I love it. I can't speak for Keith, uh, but yeah, I'm 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 personally very excited for it. So you know, it's, I I just want to bring this up because I, I had a. a a former coworker um, who, uh, I, I, when the news came out, he says, "I'm gonna." I, I'm not gonna say who it is because you don't want to identify them because unless you get permission first. But he basically said it would be a niche device. Um, mm-hmm. That's yeah. the, he was just, he was wanted to make that prediction. Well, ni- niche, it is it is yeah. Well, niche enough that uh, the we do know some sales figures because they accidentally. Yeah, what are the sales <laughs> figures? Yeah, the, l- let me bring it up. But they they had some sort of bug in their reporting system or, or something that people were able to get access to. Uh, was that how it went, Brad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so l- l- let me bring up the numbers. Uh, they they did have a breakdown. I uh, I do wonder though. I mean, I I agree. It will be. Uh, niche it'll be only for if you have a steam library you you want to be able to take it with you but i i will be interested to see how large it is year to year like are we talking a hundred thousand units are we talking a million units a year for five years you know or what gabe newell in an interview said they made very painful decisions to get this to four hundred dollars implying that they're losing money on the base one Mm. and that he expects to sell millions of these over time they all say that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what he said. I mean, that's that's what he's hoping for, right? I'll I'll say so. The 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 numbers the the whole the HTML hole was patched, so uh, they they're not continuing to track the numbers. But at least uh, as of when this article was posted, they sold uh, uh, seventy one seventy one uh, thousand of the five twelve model, uh, thirty three thousand of the two fifty six model, and ten thousand. Uh, from the of the sixty four gig model, I think if if I'm reading that correctly, so you know a hundred thousand, a little over a hundred thousand for the whatever initial launch period uh, uh, thing that that the the the, the hole was able to to look into. So if, you know, I I don't have it in front of me, but I think that wasn't full tracking, if I remember correctly. Like there were some things it wasn't reading correctly. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. So the numbers might be a little bit bigger. It said it said for the first ninety minutes of the pre order. Valve's database coughed up exact pre-order numbers thanks to the Q metadata appearing in publicly viewable calls to the HTML version of Steam. Hmm. So, yeah. That's not bad for 90 freaking minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and you can imagine it, it, they continue to take pre-orders, but I don't know what, you know, a lot of people line up in front of Best Buy to buy it, and then 90% of them leave empty-handed sometimes, so I, I you know, No, they still take pre-orders, and all they're doing is pushing the queue out. So now if you go try to buy the 512 version, it'll say you can get it in quarter two, 2022, right. which obviously if they do wind up popular, they're going to ramp up production. It'll be faster than that. But I thought actually Valve handled the pre-orders for this super cool mm-hmm. because what they did is say you have to have an active Steam account that's been playing games, buying stuff, before june 1st in order to get in on the first window for this yes for the first four days you could only pre-order it if you have an active window account that's been used for at least what was it a month and a half 
So I thought that was a great workaround to all the scalper problems. And, and you have to pay up front $5, you know, and any, any normal yeah. person's going to be fine with that. But I, I, that probably gets around some other, you know, scalping software mm-hmm. that just, you know, immediately goes in and print or something. I, I don't know. But yeah. So, so, so it sounds like yeah. it's a loss leader though. They're going to lose money on this in order to sell more games on steam is the, it, it's, I don't know the reasoning behind it, but it sounds like Valve very much wants this to be a thing. They've been making excellent, excellent hardware recently. Always. Like, the Steam Link kicked butt. Mm -hmm. It bummed me out when it died. Mm -hmm. Valve Index is the best VR headset you can buy. Steam Controller, very niche, very awesome. That's the big difference between this and Steam Machines. Steam Machines, they're like, oh, we made, you know, SteamOS, and other other people will be making them, you know, good, better, best kind of a deal. And it all just kind of fizzled out. Where in this case, Valve is going, here, we built this. We're good at building stuff now. Here you go, 400 bucks. It's a big difference, and I think this has much higher odds of success than Steam Machines ever did. I guess, but, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out, I, so I, we, paid, we have a, um, an index, you know, and, you know, we paid full price for it. We got in line, got the thing. I have, like, five Steam Links because they always, like, would sell them for whatever <laughs> Twenty dollars or fifteen dollars. I have five. Yeah. Literally, like I keep finding them stuffed in a box somewhere. Killed it, right? Steam machines. Mm-hmm. There's one around here somewhere. Killed it. Oh uh, yeah, right behind you. I there's a Steam. No, no, actually, that's the Windows version. I think. Uh, no, it's the Alien one. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's the actual oh, Windows oh, sorry, one. It's sorry, not sorry. Yeah. It's not the invention. But Steam machines dead. Steam Link dead. Valve controller, yep. which the they it was I was really impressed with it. Is dead, right? They stop making it. Yep. Should that make? I mean, should, I swear to God, like, and again, I got a, I got a grand here in, a, in an index. I'm sweating bullets. Like, I hope VR is not dead. I don't think it is. I don't believe it is at all. But aren't you taking a huge risk by buying one of these things, pre-ordering it? Because you know, Valve is very much like, oh shoot, it's time to move on to something else. Like, I- ah. I personally think uh, they actually supported the Steam Link and the Steam Controller for like five years. And I mean, that's a reasonable amount of time to expect support for the Steam Deck, I would think. If you buy a PC, five years of support, that's good. That's better than most, I would think. Uh, and again, it is just a fully functioning Linux PC. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, they're still keep su- using it. I will say that they still do have the, the, the ties into Steam to support the controller. They've learned, yep. and then they're going to use that a lot of that same mapping and all the the profiles and stuff that they learned. So I would say, like, sure, they don't sell the controller anymore, but like they they learned and they're they're taking it forward. So, uh, another person uh, points out a Vignesh, really good point. The the Steam Link hardware died. They they don't make that anymore, but then they use that now for the Steam Link software. You know, so like yeah. I, I would say, I would say they, they, yes, they, they kill certain hardware things, but it moves forward. And VR, I mean, it, it's its own thing, you know, for sure. But I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. So I, I would say, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not worried about it. Also, once again, even say they're like, oh, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna wipe the OS on it. It's not gonna work. I can just load Windows, or actually, I'm probably just yeah. gonna load Windows anyway. You know, like it's, it's just a, an APU at that point. So huh. yeah, it's, a, it's a PC. See, yeah. What what I think is really cool about the Steam Deck, many things I think are cool, but one thing that, you know, as someone who kind of takes an analytical kind of view of the industry, 
uh, I think it's really cool that the Steam Deck is basically the culmination of like a decade of different stuff that Valve's been popping off mm. coming all together, right? So you got the everything they've learned with the Steam Controller, like you said. It feels like that was Vision 1. They did that. They put it out to learn to get it into this Steam Deck. The same deal once Microsoft locked down Windows 8. Valve's like, we need an escape hatch. We're making Steam OS. Back when Steam Machines came out, there was nothing like Proton. So, so when... SteamOS did eventually launch. It launched late because Valve is Valve. Uh, and a bunch of games wouldn't run on it because back then, gaming on Linux was trash. It was terrible. It's all kinds of issues. So since then, they've, intru- they've been polishing up SteamOS, but they also started rolling out two or three years ago this Proton technology, which I have an explainer about on PC World. If you don't know what it is, Good one. Go, what is Valve's Proton? It explains what you need. But basically, like I said, it's the compatibility layer. It gets it so games work, Linux games work. So Steam Machines didn't have that. These have it. Everything Valve's been building for a while comes into this. And the thing that I'm really interested about in seeing is whether or not AMD's Fidelity FX Super Resolution winds up being a secret weapon for this. That just got added to Unity and Unreal as betas this week, I believe. Uh, and I hear it's incredibly simple to get working in games in those you know, implementations. Uh, and we're going to have to see because some testing that people have done at 1080p resolution with FSR say there's not enough pixel data going in. Because what FSR basically does is take a smaller image, does intelligent things, upsamples it to a higher resolution so you get faster speeds, maybe some image quality degradation. Uh, at 1080p, I guess it has a rough time, but that's 1080p on a big monitor, right? Uh, FSR also supports AMD APUs like this one, which have our DNA two cores in them. Uh, on a tiny seven inch screen, it only has 1280 by 800 resolution. Working from 600 or 650 resolution and scaling that up on a 24 inch monitor would probably look terrible. But on a seven inch monitor, that might very well, you know, be a secret sauce. And Valve was one of the first developers out of the gate supporting FSR. Dota 2 already has it. Uh, that game is very CPU-bound, so it's it's not a great one to try to figure out if it'll work good on the Steam Deck because it's limited by the by the CPU once you get down to those speeds. But if you're trying to play, you know, Jedi Fallen Order, Control, those are the games that are showing off on these things. Those are very graphics-hungry. So if you get FSR in, in games like that, you know, that will put more of the burden on the GPU, and it could very well wind up being a secret weapon for this thing. I'm very intrigued to see how that goes. That's the thing I want to test most when this comes out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I, I you know, I, but do you, would you recommend a normal piece, person be a early adopter? Early adopters are great because they love throwing themselves against that. I will go with uh, hashtag never pre-order. The day that these went up for sale, I sent out a tweet uh, relinking my never pre-order article from a couple years ago. (laughs) Illustrated that illustrates a bunch of examples about why you should never pre-order. That being said, from everything I see from this, it is going to be a niche device, uh, but I think it's going to rock. I'm still going to wait for reviews. Uh, but it's right up my alley. I fully anticipate buying one of these things. Hmm. Really? I, I guess for me, it's just I could. My gaming is only about on a big monitor. So. Well, I have a switch. I mean, you might be able to see it back there, but I have a switch. I like sitting on my porch playing games. I like you know laying in bed playing games. 
being able to, I have almost a thousand games in Steam, being able to tap into those and play some of those indie games that I never, you know, when I'm sitting at my monitor, I'm like, oh, sweet, let's pick something that has eye candy, you know, you know, plowing through some of those indie games sitting on my porch would be pretty damn dope. Yeah, and that, to me, that's definitely the one thing that people seem to misunderstand, the ones that are very negative about it. I'm the, My comments earlier are just simply to, to be... Uh, to, to to be devil's advocate, but I do think if your valve, your whole goal in life is to protect and extend the Steam library, right? You, you they're going to mm-hmm. want to take this. You know, when Windows Eight was sort of this possible threat to loading third party apps on, they created Steam OS. They had to protect it, and this is. I know a lot of people see or sort of some people think it's. A switch, but it's really about trying to extend Steam out to handheld, right? You just try to, you want to yeah. take it to other other worlds, right? Because they have to protect it because that's their whole business. It's, it's about Steam, so. I think it's genius. I think a lot of companies forgot about the threat that Windows 8 truly was to a lot of software makers. Uh, just because Windows 10, you know, pulled a lot of the front-facing stuff back, Valve did not forget. Like, this is the reason this the Steam Deck runs Linux and the reason that Valve at this point has spent damn near a decade building Linux and getting games working on Linux is because of Windows 8. Yeah. So anyway, Windows 8 is terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, but I don't want to steer into security discussion, but for some people it's worth giving up the freedom of uh, installing mm-hmm. apps you download for security of a you know smart mm-hmm. Chrome OS smartphone kind of approach to it. Mm-hmm. So. I get it, and I get it, and Valve has to defend its business, and I don't, I don't, I never had a problem with SteamOS. I know a lot of people were unhappy when it went nowhere, but they didn't get it, but if... It didn't go nowhere. They've been building it this whole time in the background. Well, I guess. It's just, it didn't, Steam Machines went nowhere, and I, I, the day that it came out, if you go back and read all, I did opinion pieces, think pieces, whatever, you know, hot takes, like you do on the internet. I did three or four about Steam Machines when they came out, and they're like, these things are going to flop. Uh, I love the idea of PC gaming in the living room in little boxes, but, you know, saying, hey, we're not making one. There'll be good, better, best. It's going to be running Linux. It was going to flop from day one, and it did. At this point, Valve has built up Linux and is making this themselves, and I, I think this is going to be a big hit. Uh, also, uh, uh, a couple more killer features, I think, uh, as well, is that, uh, speaking of uh, Steam Link, this will run Steam Link, so you know if if you're like ah, oh, you know what, I'm not getting the graphical horsepower I want. If you have a great network and you can connect to your your desktop that 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 spits in you know a better image than what it can run natively, and and it and it works for you, then awesome. And it's actually even better on uh, on on battery too. You know if you run all, almost all the the horsepower on on your desktop system. That's that's what I was about to say. Think about that. If you're sitting on your home network. You probably got a pretty good connection to your gaming PC. If you're sitting on your porch with this thing and you're just streaming it like you would Netflix, that battery life is going to double as opposed to running games. Oh, easily. Like, that's that's super cool. Yeah. What I wonder, though, is because, I mean, how many games will lend themselves to the controller on this thing? I'm I'm going to bring up another handheld from the past that I, I, I loved, which was the original NVIDIA Shield. Right, people mm-hmm, forget mm-hmm. a little handheld that was a, like a game controller with a flip out screen. Yes, yeah, that was cool. I think it was just awesome, and it never could make gaming on Android better because Android, you know, it's 
Android well, is pure chaos, right? It's chaos mixed in with a tornado and some sharks, right? So I, I never – is this really going to work in this case? Because the game controller support is what really, I think, killed it. I, I, isn't the same thing here? Because it really – I know what Adam thinks, but most of the games still are not optimized for – for controllers. for controllers. Oh, no, they are. Are they oh, really? Oh, no, they, they are. And, and with the Steam Controller tie-in stuff, the mapping, like, oh, yeah, no, you'd, you'd be surprised. I mean, sure, there are certain games that it's like, you know, if you go back and play Supreme Commander, I was, I was talking with somebody about that earlier. Does that have native controller support? Probably not. Uh, can you map it, especially with the, the touchpads? Yeah, probably. Is it the best way? No. I but, just, yeah, I, w- yeah. I will say most contemporary games that come out have full controller support, X input, or, or you know, straight up uh, I I guess Windows. what I, I remember was on the original Shield, it's like, oh, no problems. If you if there's no support for a game controller in the Android games, you can just map the keys. I mean, but that's, that's oh, Android. Let me, just, yeah. let me just see this how-to on a YouTube video and try to figure out. That's not. Is that really what anybody's going really to do? I'll say controller support on Android has gotten way better since then as well. So yeah, I mean, you know, there's, I, there's plenty of games that that have come out on both. You know, like uh, first thing that comes to my mind is that run based uh, side scroller. What, what is that? Um, I always forget the the name of it off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's oh, you know, I, I have it on my phone here. But yeah, I mean, it has full full controller support. I mean, you know, I you know, I love the eight uh, bit do. Uh, very mm-hmm. eight bit do stuff. Um, oh, I don't have it loaded on here anymore. But also, one of the great things uh, that I mostly game on on my my phone now, if I want to do something uh, intense, is the Xbox Game Pass. Game Pass. It, it'll let you connect a, an Xbox controller to your phone. It's complete Xbox mapping of the controller, and you're you're streaming, you know, <laughs> console quality stuff uh, on on your phone. So it's it's gotten a lot better on that. So okay, good to know. And. Xbox Game Pass. People were talking about you can just load Windows and get Xbox app running on this thing if you wanted it as a Game Pass machine because Game Pass is still like the best deal in PC gaming, hands down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just a couple of weeks ago, Xbox Game Pass added Chrome support. Chrome is on Linux. You can install Chrome and mm-hmm. play Xbox Game Pass through your browser that way. But back to Gordon's original question compatibility is a big part of the reason that I personally. I wouldn't pre-order anyway, but I definitely wouldn't pre-order this. Uh, like I was saying, the tech size is going to be a big concern. Uh, I'm very much interested in seeing how games that require you to input text are going to hold up on this, because it has a touchscreen on the 7-inch screen for a virtual keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the games, I, indie games I play, tend to be text-heavy, you know, role-playing and stuff like that. And I'm not sure they're going to run great on this, Uh those are the kind of experiential stuff we're going to just have to wait and see the proof in the pudding. Yeah. Do you think I could get a Steam Deck and plug in a mouse and keyboard to it, though? I mean, they've they've showed that yeah. off. Yeah. Well, and also they have, like like we said they have that dock, so you know oh, you could okay. just dock it and use it as a, a Windows machine. <laughs> I mean, sure, it's a you know it's APU in yeah. there. But that's that's all it is. I I'm, I love well, handheld. One of their one of their pictures, they actually had a Steam Deck set up in the. Clearly, what's supposed to be the dock, even though they haven't shown that off yet, with two cords coming out of it, going to separate arcade joysticks, just to show off that uh, yeah, this yeah. is a full blown PC. You can attach all kinds of weird peripherals, multiple peripherals to this thing. I, I, I and again, I, I, I'm excited about it. It's, it's cool. I just, I'm just afraid of getting you know heartbroken again because you know your heart gets broken so many times and. Is this really going to go anywhere? I don't know, you know. So, especially from Valve. 
Like Valve yeah. does wonderful stuff when they do stuff, but they also are just like they're like Google. They're just like, oh yeah, we're not going to do Half Life Episode Three. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Half Life no. Alex. Uh, that's all you get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it'll be cool though. I mean, I, I, you know, and, and this is why you need competition. You need companies to do crazy things, even if it doesn't work out. You know, but and then again, mm-hmm. people who buy the thing early adopters if they get all the joy out of it by being the early adopter don't crap on them you know so mm-hmm. uh also uh cmc night makes a good point uh gordon you can do your taxes on a steam deck so uh, yeah there you go <laughs> yes perfect uh you know what else you can do on the steam deck or that the steam deck will take advantage of uh, i should have mentioned this uh, uh earlier but it'll take advantage of amd radeon boost Right, right there in the Fidelity FX uh, suite of software. AMD Radeon Boost is a sponsor of today's episode. That's why I'm going to bring it up. Uh, but yeah, you know, the idea is that hey, you're, you're going to drop the the uh, the resolution uh, when it's tied to to input for for fast twitch games like uh, Fortnite and and Warframe. I, I did a stream of Warframe. We we got some more streams coming up showing off Radeon Boost. But yeah. I, I, I'm excited to see all, all of that stuff baked into to the Steam Deck because I, I think that the performance, there are tools that AMD has that this can take advantage of, like like you mentioned FSR, but also Radeon Boost that, that'll help get uh, performance to to a better place. Um, yeah, so cool. Yeah, Radeon Boost. Uh, you know, but you know, we're, we're yet to see if uh, if the Steam Deck will run the cloud version of uh microsoft uh windows correct yeah what we've yet we've yet to see it but since it's a cloud version i would think that it would well for okay so again you know it is crazy you go you go away from the internet for like four days and everything like changes but so what the hell happened so like there's some kind of microsoft cloud pc linux thing uh it's not linux uh, and it's not anything that normal people really should worry about whatsoever. But it is interesting because Microsoft is now serving selling Windows via the cloud. So it's it's for enterprise businesses, basically, is what it is. It's not for consumers. You can't go buy this yourself. Your company has to buy it for you. Uh, but basically, yeah, it's a full-featured uh, Windows PC in the cloud. So that way, you know, if you have a thin client at your work or whatever, or a tablet or whatever in the field, the idea is that you could get into your securely into your company managed windows PCs, uh, from anywhere, basically. So it's a pretty cool idea and it makes a lot of sense for businesses. Uh, I don't see it being something very consumer relevant anytime soon. I don't think that all of a sudden windows 11 will only be available in streaming form or whatever. Stuff that I'm sure someone has typed on the internet already, uh, but yeah, so it's cool in in theory. So you're basically saying all the headlines that I saw on my phone were just simply uh, the incorrect outlets shopping um, Windows Virtual to me. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It was. It's we have a piece on it. Mark did a piece on it. Mark is an excellent Microsoft reporter. You always want to read his stuff. He just you know he has a thing. Uh, Windows 365 launches Microsoft's cloud PC era. He gets into all of it. He explains why you might want this for your business. Why is probably not a thing for you. Uh, I'd go check that out. It talks about SharePoint and authenticated smartphones and stuff like that. And if your eyes are already glazing over, don't worry about this whatsoever. It's not for you. God, it's just, you know, I just think the craziness of, of 
the the, <laughs> the maneuvering by every single company to flip its competitors over on this back like microsoft clearly like hey we love android we're, you know they're 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 gonna run android apps and all that stuff you've got you know you've got the steam deck on linux you've got you know microsoft doing streaming but could you see like buying a chromebook and then stream your windows could you you know your windows pc to from work to your chromebook i mean that's or or your mac right now that you can't dual boot uh you know windows on on a mac i I know some people are upset about that so maybe you could just remote in yeah maybe yeah maybe you could remote in but i just it's it's just weird i mean you know you've got intel doing big little you've got you've got nvidia we didn't even talk about nvidia doing you know rtx with arm it's just like the world is just like it just it just flipped all over on itself. All over. So, it's oh, crazy. It's crazy and it's complicated now. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's but the really... cool thing is, like the the part of this is a lot of this stuff is all web based, which I find super cool. You can stream all this stuff right to your browser, no matter what you're on. And I think I think that's awesome for accessibility. So yeah, yeah, but it just feels like there's it just feels like there there's no rules now. Everything is off the table. Everybody's willing to do crazy you know revolutionary things just to, to mess mess with things it sounds like yep although you yep. know what's really I, not uh not revolutionary and i'm glad they're not doing it what's that they're gonna they're going they're going to do the right thing microsoft will do the right thing and direct storage will be on windows 10 yeah hey direct storage wait 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 what is direct storage that's the only thing i know is a headline <laughs> uh, well it's actually interesting. It was worth covering because in an Xbox Wire post, so Xbox, most of us probably think of it as console, Microsoft's console division. But these days, Xbox is the name for Microsoft's gaming brand. Yeah, gaming. Like all their PC related stuff comes out on Xbox because you have the Xbox app. If you go look in the settings in Windows 10, you'll see Xbox. You won't see gaming. Uh, and in the Xbox Wire post that introduced Windows 11, the executive said direct storage will only be available at Windows 11. And if you remember back, DirectX 12 is now available on Windows 7, but for several years it was only available on uh, Windows 10 to try to force people over to it. Uh, so a lot of people were understandably upset after reading that Xbox Wire post. Uh, especially because you got people like me who have very expensive, just a few year old gaming PCs that already are not supported by Windows 10, Windows 11 CPU list. So a lot of people are like, you're not letting me upgrade to Windows 11. Now you're saying direct storage, which is probably the most exciting game technology in the last few years, right there with ray tracing. That's not coming to Windows 10. What the heck, guys? But they just walked it back. In uh, in the post announcing the Windows Direct Storage Developer Preview, you know, the program manager for DirectX uh, came out and said, yeah, if you have Windows 10 version 1909 or higher, you'll get Direct Storage, which is great. Direct Storage basically lets your NVMe SSD communicate directly with the high-speed VRAM on your graphics card. So it can load assets directly to your VRAM memory. Which uh, bypasses, usually it has to go through the CPU, and then through the system memory, and then over to your GPU, which obviously all those things are much, much slower than the NVMe SSD going over PCIe to freaking GDDR6X memory. Uh, so th- 
the idea is like you see on the Xbox Series X with the velocity architecture. This can really help reduce game loading times. This can, you know, you play games, you see texture popping in and stuff like that. The idea is this will probably do a lot to alleviate that if you have compatible hardware, so on and so forth. It's super cool. I can't wait to play with it on a PC. And fortunately, I can, even with my first-gen Ryzen PC, because, yes, coming to Windows 10. Cool. I wonder what... I I wonder if... <laughs> you're right. I... I they originally said no, but what what made them change? Yeah. Do they say why? Uh, they did directly say it's only going to be available in Windows 11. I wouldn't be surprised if that was just marketing speak hyping up Windows 11 because it was the, the Xbox head talking about the new operating system. I also wouldn't be surprised if after witnessing all this backlash, like you've talked about on some of these, they dropped all these bombs. They're like, okay, let's see where this lands and what we're going to do. Uh, they realized that not including direct storage on Windows 10 uh, would be a big issue with gamers. And gamers really are, you know, a big audience for the PC. Like, mm. a big audience. They're, it's not quite the same, much like we were talking about the uh, Lakefield optimizations in Windows 11. Uh, the dude who wrote this post says that Windows 11 has special upgraded OS storage stack that unlocks the full potential of direct storage. Windows 10 doesn't have that built in. Uh, so we'll see if there's a tangible performance difference between Windows 10 and 11. But they do say on Windows 10, you know, they'll still benefit from the more efficient use of the Windows 10. They call it legacy OS <laughs> storage stack. Oh, man, already thrown it over the, uh, over the, <laughs> over the dock. <laughs> legacy. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, I forgot to mention, sorry, I, I don't mean to butt in here, but we got a $50 super chat. Thank you so much from Brian Goodman. Ooh. Said nice shirt, Gordon. Uh, oh, so yeah. thank you so much, <laughs> uh, Byron. Uh, I did not want to, I totally forgot to, to mention that earlier. So thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, the, the direct storage thing that that's, that's exciting. I mean, that that's something that, like you said, uh, Microsoft made the, the, it, out of all the things that they've been kind of screwing up recently, that, that was a good, a good decision, right? Yeah. It was no. a great decision. Before we, before we go too far here, I just want to say, I'm very, very curious. Byron, if you're still around, are you a Texan who's like, yeah, come and take it? Or are you <laughs> someone from Mexico who is like, yeah, it is like stealing my lawnmower. <laughs> So, I, I'm just curious about that. But anyway, direct X storage. Yeah, yeah, what were you saying? Yeah, I got to mow my lawn here. Hey, remember that lawnmower I loaned you six months ago? I need to. <laughs> it's a great story. I think it explains the whole thing. Oh, and he yeah. said he said yes, he is a Texan. Yeah, uh, see, right? <laughs> Explain right. that to me. It's like it's their lawnmower, man. <laughs> For those of, uh, who are in the pre-show, we were talking about. <laughs> shirt. Uh, but direct storage, yes. Direct storage, Microsoft did a, did a good thing here. Yeah, no, I, I, I although I, I will say, doesn't this mean, because I think the reason they had to do it, if they didn't do direct storage in Windows 10, oh my God, the whole, the, the screaming would have gone on for 18 months. But I think I already I already had angry blog posts have written in my head. Oh yeah, because you you're just like, come on, don't 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 make upgrading to Windows eleven dangling the the gaming sort of features of it, which you know can be backported. Don't 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 do that to us. But I do wonder if that means like, you know what? They're gonna come out 
And they're going to say, yeah, we've looked at the list, and Windows 11, you can run KB Lake, right? Uh, first-gen Ryzen? Mm-hmm. No. Forget it. That's. I kind of wonder if they're going to stick to that pretty hard line. And yeah. that could be an indication, you know, because, like, hey, if yep. you're a gamer, fine. Windows 10 is a, is a fantastic gaming OS. You're going to have direct storage, blah, 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 right? So, mm-hmm. th- th- yeah, th- I totally agree. That, that, this... Seeing this, one, I'm like, sweet, good on them for doing the right thing. Two, oh, man, this means my first-gen Ryzen CPU is not going to get an exception into this, I think. Mm-hmm. I think this is setting it up for, nope, those are the requirements, and we're sticking to it. <laughs> That's 100% the thought that I had. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the thing about well, the thing about KB Lake was the weird thing is, of course, people, people don't know that Windows 11 came out. The, the, the min specs were... Um, Eighth gen and up, and second, you know, Zen Zen Plus, second gen Ryzen and up, and you know the rest of you, you know, into the life raft, and we're going to cut the rope now. And then they, they, of course, everybody starts screaming, and then they came back and they said we're going to look at it again, and you know what they're going to do now is probably say KB Lake because originally some of the features were supported on KB Lake. I was kind of surprised it wasn't supported that we know of. I mean, they haven't been very transparent about everything, so. I just kind yeah. of think, but do you care? I mean, honestly, and I'm going to tell you, Brad, I run Windows 8.1 on my mach- my gaming machine home because I'm too lazy to move everything off of it. Do I do I care? Yeah. Should I even care? Uh, again, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, I always try not to oversell and say yes, we should care. But from everything I see about this, like I just said. This is right up there with ray tracing and the sudden rise of image upsampling, like DLSS and FSR. Like, to me, this is potentially a game changer, even more so than that level. Like, ray trace games, they're great. But, you know, and some of them are like, eh, all right, I guess I could see it if I look this way kind of a deal. If you have an NVMe drive and a DirectX 12 Ultimate compatible GPU and you could take advantage of this, and have, like, you're playing Grand Theft Auto 6 when it comes out in 2030 or whatever. And, you know, they can load their virtual Los Santos or whatever, right? Right in from the storage to the car, to the card's memory. Like, that will get rid of so much popping. That's a problem in so many games. Uh, faster game loads. Very, very likely with this. And I think there's a very good chance that you will feel the difference with this. Like, I'm personally very excited to see it come out and get tested out. It's based on the uh, direct storage is also the backbone of the Xbox Series X's velocity architecture. And while I suppose that's not quite up to par with the crazy PlayStation 5 loading times, it's right behind it. Like, the Xbox Series X has awesome loading times, awesome resume times, and this could make it possible for the PC. (laughs) So... Uh, Windows 8.1 was actually pretty great. Like, Windows 8 was but Windows 8.1 fixed a lot of those issues. I could see why people might not upgrade to Windows 10. If you're not going to upgrade to Windows 11, this might at least make you want to upgrade to Windows 10 if you're a gamer. Yeah, you know, actually, I up- <laughs> I made the mistake of breaking out the original Surface Pro and upgrading it to Windows 8.1 because mm-hmm. I was just installing updates because I was trying to you know, look at some of the the um, security features that might be behind the Windows 11. I kind of regretted upgrading it to Windows 8.1 <laughs> because you forget how 
Windows 8 was just like, oh my God, what were they thinking? You know, it's just really <laughs> just like, and now I don't really have like a proof of it that like it was bad anymore because I don't have my build of it anymore. I'm like, I need to find a Windows uh, 8 you, ISO and reinstall it. Do you remember the your home screen, like the bright green backgrounds with multicolored tiles? You're like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, the I, desktop is just another tile. Oh, no, it was so bad. You just realize it's just, if you sort of, I, you could almost think of like OS makers as sort of, um, fashion designers you know it's like suddenly suddenly nobody wants to wear your stuff in gap or banana republic anymore it's like what what the hell is this stuff right <laughs> and then and then one day you also realize you've got bell bottoms on corduroy bell bottoms you know and <laughs> it comes full circle like, windows 8 was like corduroy bell bottoms wait wait wait, wait. you're saying it's going to come full circle when people are going to love tiles again sure i mean <laughs> i mean you know the saddest thing is like windows phone you you wished Good but, Lord, you wish they had never given up on Windows Phone OS because we... That was my favorite operating system. And we could use an alternative to iOS and Android. We really could. Mm -hmm. But it's unfortunately, it just didn't make it. And, you know, some of that's on the company for making it and some of that's on on Microsoft. But, you know, hell, I, I'd go back to that. You know, there, if somebody... If you look cool in Paisley and, and Corduroy bell bottoms, you would wear it. That you was just... Uh, well, till you get to a certain age, uh, then you don't care. Dr. Uh, uh, Ian Cutra says, uh, what, what season are you in, Gordon? Is your OS beach body ready? Yeah. <laughs> God, it's just... Yeah. Yeah, really, that's how they... Ugh. Well, I mean, like, it's funny because I, I broke out an old Mac that had that, that whatever, that weird kind of candy effect on it. It's like, wow, this is just like, I love this look of these old Macs, you know, the, you know, the translucent. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, it was just, yep. It'll go back to that. It will go back. I, I right. Don't you think it's like things I'd are a little right too now. modern yeah. now? Things are a little too modern yeah. right now. And then, and then one day you're like, <laughs> Uh yeah. Uh, Bring back aquarium PCs, mineral oil aquarium PCs. Please. Yeah. Uh, Ian also says uh, operating systems got weird when they they went graphical. I think we just go back to command line, <laughs> and then we're good. There was so much typing back then. <laughs> uh okay cool yeah. Uh anything else for for Windows or should we move on? No, I think we're. Oh, we're we're good. That's the important one. That is big news. That is definitely worth talking about. A lot of people were. Like they better not take direct storage from me. They're not giving me Windows 11, and they, and they listened, so that's good. That's yeah. like kudos to Microsoft for listening and doing what they should do. Yeah, and I like, can we're always quick. We're always quick to bash on companies. It's definitely worth pointing out when they're doing the right thing, and here is Microsoft doing the right thing. Yeah, and I think I can I can accept, you know, Windows 10 box being on Windows 10, not getting Windows 11 if it's too old. You know, mm -hmm. what are you gonna do? Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, well, what you could do uh, is uh, get your questions in now. Uh, if you're live with us, uh, please at PC World uh, in the, the chat. Uh, I will get to them. If not, if you're listening to this later, the best place is to go over to our full nerd discord. There's a link to it in the description. We have a channel uh, specifically for questions that uh, you can plop in at any time and I will get to them live here in the show. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to first go back to some of the, the ones that we have for the stream deck. Uh, Steam Deck, I'm sorry, oh, man, ooh, that was the other, Elena and I yeah. were talking, and Stream Deck and Steam Deck, that's, oh, that, yeah, that's going to be a problem for a little bit. Uh, anyway, so, to go back, um, a Prism Core said, uh, is Valve now a traitor to the PC gaming race? Their Steam Deck is clearly the latest attempt to try to kill the PC. <laughs> well, it, it is, is a PC, a, it it's is a, a PC. Linux PC. 
Yeah, it's I a think Linux they're game. they're the ultimate geeky version of the you know PC gaming ideal. They're like, yeah, we're running this is the year of Linux on the almost <laughs> desktop. It, it's not really a desktop, I guess, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and you know, I, it's it's baked into Valve DNA to be open because that's what mm-hmm. built they built everything on is being in 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 the open world of of the PC, and I don't think they'll ever change that. If they did get to the point where they're like, no, no, you can't do this or do that, then that would be different. But no, that, I think d- definitely not. I know you're just you're just kidding. So, but <laughs> well, the and then a, a, circ- a second person popped in. Corbin, friend of the show, said, uh, "Or is Valve now the savior of the PC since they bring PC games to everyone's pocket?" <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. Like, you know, I, I not not to bash on Adam and Brad. Like handhelds are just this is not this is not going to really move the needle. It'll sell a, enough to be a good business for them and hopefully help fund further development of an alternative OS. Um, should should Windows ever get closed, which I don't think Microsoft would ever do, but I, I think it it's not gonna it's not gonna matter. I tell you what, it is the savior of. Linux gaming. Like, Linux gaming is so much better than it used to be. It's only going to get better because of this. And that's all thanks to Valve. Like, <laughs> Valve is kicking butt and taking names for Linux gamers. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, the next one uh, we have is uh, a, a good question from Os- Oso Rojo. Is the Steam Deck built on a certain version uh, of Linux or did they make their own? Like, I, we'd never really clarify that uh valve has rolled its own distro distro uh so it built it's called steam os uh it was introduced to pave the way for steam machines like i said almost a decade ago and they've been building it ever since uh steam os was originally built on debian which is a very popular linux distro uh this new version made for the steam deck actually just switched to arch so if you're into Linux, you know what all that means. If you're not into Linux, don't worry about it. It'll I, run Steam. I got a question, Brad. Is do you think you can install Epic OS on there? <laughs> there is no Epic OS. <laughs> I'm just saying. Epic, just does, Epic actually doesn't support Linux whatsoever, I believe. Huh. So there you go. Right. And Maybe be- they will now. It'd be interesting if they're like if they sued Valve to get onto the um, Steam machine. It was it Steam? What is it again? Steam, Steam OS. Steam, Steam OS. OS. Oh, Steam Steam OS. Yeah, so they can install the Epic Store on the Steam OS and run. It's that's going to be really interesting, right? Because they keep talking about, uh, hey, you know, no barriers to competition. That's why we're suing Apple and Google and everything. Uh, I'll be intrigued to see if this pushes them to finally start picking up Linux support. Yeah, yeah oh. no, that'd be cool, right? Actually, uh, somebody in the chat, I cannot um, confirm this, but a Revolution with a 7 for T says there are open source Epic launchers on Linux. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I, yeah. I believe it. <laughs> and they probably run like butt, but I'd believe it. Uh, also, somebody, uh, Liquidar, said uh, Tim Sweeney from Epic praised the Steam Deck on Twitter. So, you know, maybe there's... there's yeah, I mean... I think people there was awful there the 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 heat that Epic got early on I think was uh, undeserved, 
you know, clearly mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't make Valve go away, and Steam continues to be great. And it's competition is good. It's it's what has made the PC what it is. Is you have somebody wanting to eat somebody else's lunch, which makes you work harder, right? <laughs> uh, and Clayman, I tell you both both. Both Gabe Newell and Tim Sweeney, I think, are two dudes. That's the head of Epic and the head of Valve. Are two dudes who I think really are like nerds, like us, and they really truly believe in open competition, open PC stuff like that. And I'm I'm really glad that they're the head of their respective companies and fighting it out, honestly. Yeah, and I, you know, I hope they, they I hope them success with some of their suits they have going with some of those things. Uh, Clayman on YouTube says, uh, Epic have bought my silence with all the free games. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That helps, that helps, right? I do. You know what? A lot of the anger has kind of gone away with like, what? That's free? Yeah. You just got, oh, I, you were just screaming on Twitter about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm signing up for that now because it's free. We're, they we're they still got a lot go. of work to do. They still got a lot of work to do on the client. No. I, yeah, yeah. It has I, died down a lot. But I just, you know, let's, Steam was not like, oh my god, it worked so awesome day one. It was not that way too. It took years and years for it to evolve. But I just all of that anger because you remember how like people were just like shouting at everybody who said like they have they deserve to do what they're doing, right? People were just like angry. But now all those people were like, money speaks, right? That was like, oh, it's free. And I tell you what, now. You know, like the redesign that Steam just got that looks great, like on the library page, the Discover queue, all this kind of stuff. All that happened after Epic Games Store, man. Competition is good. Yeah, yeah. People were begging for it for years. Never happened. Epic Games came out. Hey, Steam starts improving. Nice. Uh, okay, uh, we have uh, a couple more Steam Deck ones. Uh, Emoji, Emoji asks, uh, will we start seeing optimized for Steam Deck on the uh, game requirements? I, I I could see something on their store page. Yeah. I, I could see I, that's good marketing. I could also just see them saying, "Look for ones that say plays well with controller or whatever they say." Yeah, on them already. Yeah, but I could also see like if you have VR, you just kind of like go to the VR landing page. Page, mm-hmm. so you'd want to go. I would want to go to a, a Steam Steam Deck landing page so I can see what games are that the, the developers mm-hmm. clearly paid attention to it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I hope so. Nice. Uh, also, uh, Michael Reyes says, uh, "Will the Steam Deck support an eGPU?" Um, Gordon, no well, Thunderbolt. Yeah, no so. Thunderbolt. So that would be cool, though. I mean, right. your idea is crazy. I mean, there, you... there there are Intel based handhelds like that. Yeah, so, no, yeah, we've so. seen it from. The, remember, there's an Alienware Proto unit from a couple years ago, and every, oh. everybody. And I remember one from, gosh, it must have been six years ago at AMD. Everybody has tried this with the PC. I, I guess, I mean, that's the one thing is I hope it does well, but my, I just feel like, no, the odds of it making it are, but, but getting to the whole eGPU, but would you really buy a handheld and then get like, no. sort of, and then get, no, no, but check this out, Brad. So you get an Intel one or you get an AMD one with Thunderbolt or some whatever, or proprietary, you know, PCIe external. So then you would plug in your your miniature eGPU, right, with a battery pack. So it's got power. You plug it into your – and you wear it like a backpack or something. I don't, isn't that just kind of like – aren't you getting away from the whole idea of, of portable? Yeah. I mean, that – and then, you know, that's that's the kind of thing where the people in Switzerland would, like, laugh at. 
like PC gamers. It's like, what? Why don't you just like strap an, on uh, a, a gaming PC to your back and carry a mouse and keyboard and a monitor? You know, because I, I will say, as, as uh, I will say, as as somebody who does uh, a, a lot of EGP stuff, uh, just because I'm curious about it. Uh, there are plenty of people who enjoy eGPUs and and have use cases for eGPUs. Uh, they I, I've got a lot of people who, who comment on that, so you know it, it is a worthwhile thing. I think it's more like, hey, listen, not I, with the Steam Deck. Well, well, no, no, but but look at this. Do you have a you know uh, I have a, a Dell 13 inch or you know an X- XPS 13, right? You know, no dedicated uh, 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 GPU. I take it you know to the coffee shop. I'll you know yada 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 play on it, right? Oh, I'm gonna go home, put in a dock, plug an eGPU, put it on a monitor. Boom! You can do the same thing with a Steam Deck. You know, is it maybe the the mm-hmm. you know? I mean, well, you can't because thunderbolt uh but theoretically you know i i think it's more like hey when it when it's off the dock uh you you, you play what's yep. what's on uh when you want to sit down at, at your desk uh you plug it into an eGP. so i i think there would be use case for it i, I don't think it's yeah that silly i i, I would agree in- with you now that you've explained it but it's a shame <laughs> it'll never happen i yeah, yeah it's it would, not gonna happen so. and it shouldn't happen either frankly because it doesn't make any sense because the cost to do that is just so prohibitive where then you're going to get it like i can just go out and get a 600 hundred dollar gaming pc right of course i mean well that that's always the argument but guess what the, there's a lot of people who still say man i'd love to have my thin and light laptop take it wherever i want yeah. come home plug it in yeah you know but if, i mean if they got the money idea. to go gordon if they have the money to buy for 30 rtx 3080 ti you know there's people out there who have the money to burn to get an eGPU and I'm not against uh, eGPUs. I I just think you have to make it as low cost as possible. And there are way more XPS and ultra light laptops being sold than any of these gaming handhelds for PC. So there is a business for it. I'm just saying I don't think there's necessarily a dedicated business for a, a dock for yeah. that. We we didn't get to it in the earlier section, but just as a chip nerd, it's totally stupid. But one of my favorite things about the Steam Deck announcement is that Valve put out a press render of a blacked out chip that has the Valve logo with powered by AMD and little letters underneath it. Mm-hmm. And it just looks super cool and I love it. And you should check out my article if you haven't seen it. It might be from the Steam Deck landing page. You can look that out too. But if you're a chip nerd, seeing a blacked out Valve chip with AMD underneath it is just cool. Yeah. Uh, V8 Flexen. That's a good name. As a question, uh, if we install Windows 10 on the Steam Deck, will it likely require special drivers for complete supported controls? Uh, I I would hope that they're just using X input for the controller layout. But also, I mean, if you're going to, uh, I, I I would hope if you, you load Windows on it, then you load Steam on on Windows, it's going to read it as uh, like a like a Steam controller, you know, and you can map the community mappings on it and things like that. They're already. Uh, available on most games so uh, yes it's probably going to need special drivers to to be optimized the best but i i think day one you'll probably get enough out of it do you expect valve to actually release a full driver stack for windows and other os's i mean you would hope so yep. yeah I, 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 I think it's the smart thing to do yeah if it wasn't valve i would say no but with valve i'll say yes eventually yep yep uh okay sorry a couple more steam deck things people really want to talk about steam deck uh it's interesting it's one of the most interesting pcs to come out in a long time i think love it or hate it it's it's interesting 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, Master procrastinator, friend of the show, over on Discord said, um, "Steam Deck and emulation." I'm, I'm, I'm pretty personally me myself, Adam. I'm interested mm-hmm. in this. Uh, what do you think the cutoff will be performance-wise? PS2, PS3, Switch. Uh, I haven't looked into what that level of APU can do performance-wise, but I've heard pretty good things about modern hardware because uh, this APU is Zen three based, right? Zen three based with RDNA two, so the very most modern graphics course. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna say you know like it, it it's probably gonna do pretty well. Uh, you know, PS three is a, a sticky, uh, sticky situation with with emulation because of the architecture thing. But you know, yeah, I I, I think I'm interested to to load up uh, some emulation stuff on here and, and see how see how it goes because I love playing retro games so. This thing is a too. love letter to emulation nerds too. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this is what you're asking for is so I, I was the second I saw this I'm like this thing is going to sell at least to the emulation folks out there. Mm-hmm. And you could still run Breath of the Wild probably if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um okay, one more Steam Deck thing and then we'll move on. Oh, somebody's saying it's Zen 2 based. Oh. I suppose Yeah, it's Zen 2. It's Zen 2. Oh, I, I said uh, Ryzen Zen 3. 3 right. Oh, sorry. It's Zen 2 Ryzen 3000 equivalent, oh, not okay. 5000. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. One, one more. Cause MC, friend of the show, said, um, uh, is Valve in the media overhyping the Steam Deck? Is the full nerd overhyping the Steam Deck? <laughs> I'm throwing it in there. Uh, do you think the claim of being able to play modern AAA games is overreaching? What is your standard no. for a playable on a handheld like this, given the hardware that's in it? I, I, I can tell you go first, Gordon. I, I'm just going to say because I, as I, I only consumed you know bits of it in short headlines and comments from everybody being super excited. Another person said like, "Oh my god, this thing can run every game you can make at 8K." And then my son was like, "Oh my god, this thing can run all your games and your." And I was like, "What?" I was like, "I was like, well, I, I doubt it, but <laughs> what? I mean, but the hype was there. What? I, what was it like for you actually seeing the hype up up close?" Brad, did you hype it yourself? No. Like I said, I tweeted that never pre-order link the day the pre-orders opened. Uh, but I think uh, this will run just fine for the vast majority of stuff. Because, uh, again, you got to remember, this is a 800 resolution, 1280 by 800. This is 720p screen, basically. Uh, and if you look at, like, the APU reviews, like the ones that just came out, uh, the Ryzen 5000 AP reviews, those are still built, even though those are new chips using the older four-year-old, five-year-old Vega architecture. This is RDNA 2, their latest and greatest, hmm. paired with Zen 3 on a 720p screen, essentially. I think, you know, a lot of games will be able to push 60 frames per second, probably on high settings, definitely on medium settings, which when you're playing a game on your porch, on the bus, whatever... You don't necessarily expect all the eye candy. I think if you can get set a good 720p medium experience with Control and Jedi Fallen Order, which are the games they're showing this off with, that's great. Like, that's all I want out of this. I think it'll do better than that, especially if FSR does indeed wind up getting widely adopted and being a second weapon, a uh, secret weapon. Uh, and, yeah, I just... I, I think it'll be fine. And, personally, as a Switch user... 
I'm a big frame rate snob on the desktop. I have a 144 hertz monitor. I have still have a 360 hertz monitor that NVIDIA sent me to test. I pull out every now and again just because it's freaking wonderful to use. But on the Nintendo Switch, a lot of those games are 30 frames per second. And sitting there playing it this close to your face, you know, sitting on the bus, it doesn't bother me. You can feel it, but it's totally doable. So even the games that are more strenuous, I think, are going to be doable in that nature. How did what was up with this 8K thing too? Then I I just saw somebody mentioned it to me. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, because it is indeed just a Linux PC, uh, and it has RDNA two GPU cores. So RDNA two supports uh, up to 8K output through the USB C. So if you are connecting it to an 8K monitor. Uh, it's going to be very, very choppy. You'll probably get 30 <laughs> frames per second, even on the desktop, but you could, but you're never going to want to play it. So be, so people actually literally <laughs> said, because it can dis- it can output to an a- AK res, somehow that translated into AK gaming. Dang it. Well, I didn't see that yeah, who, headline, and if wait, I did, who, I would have jumped yeah. all over. I don't know. I just yeah, heard who? somebody, I mean, maybe it's just, yeah. you know, because... No, I've I've heard people ask that question as well. Well, yeah, just like because I was like, yeah, out of a handheld, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, like, can you hook it up to a monitor? Yes, yeah. you can. You know, <laughs> yeah. So no, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Uh, okay, let's do uh, let's do a couple more before we get out of here. Um, Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, here's a good one. Uh, I have an answer for this. Dennis Siberian uh, put in this question over on Discord uh, and asked, uh, does Radeon Boost work over AMD Link? Uh, can AMD Link be used to stream games from a desktop uh, to a mobile APU, perhaps? Uh, and, then, and then said, hey, you know, since we have the sponsorship with AMD, uh, maybe SPR. So that's what I did. Uh, I, I threw it into an email talking about sponsorship stuff so this is uh this is straight from warren ang who is a uh a pr person over at amd said uh boost will indeed work over amd link however you will need to use a desktop with discrete yeah with discrete graphics to stream to an apu either desktop or mobile so yeah there you go i, I got an answer for you straight from the horse's mouth uh good man so, uh, da, da, da. oh, here's a good one. Uh, mostly running at stock. Asked, uh, now that Microsoft has backpedaled on direct storage being on Windows 11 exclusive, do you think auto HDR will also come to Windows 10? I hope so, but I don't know. They're going to leave some carrots in there for people to upgrade, I think. Yeah, I don't think auto... I mean... Of course, I don't know. I don't have any um, HDR panels. That's probably Anyways. one you could you could hang on to the like only Windows mm-hmm. 11 kind of thing. Is that carrot right? It's so new. Like very few panels are HDR supported this time. There is a lot better than it used to be, but HDR support is still kind of janky in Windows. Uh, we actually have just published a big series of HDR things from a freelancer named Matt Smith. It's great. Uh, they're still kind of janky, but they're so niche that. I think there's a very good chance they would leave auto HDR as, you know, Windows 11 only. Hmm. I hope not. Yeah. Adam, as a photographer, does people using HDR so casually make you angry at all? (laughs) Yeah, HDR HDR means a lot of things to a lot of people. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. To me, sometimes it feels like, oh, it's it's a completely unrealistic rendering of what you would see in real life as a human. Is- I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it started in like smartphone photography, you know, like, uh, yeah. So uh, they, they, still they kind of abuse the- it there too. Well, I mean, it's, it's 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 beautiful sometimes in games. If you get a game that supports it with the red explosions and stuff like that, it's wonderful. But I guess a lot of the times, like skies can look blown out and stuff like that. And, yeah, but you know, when you come out of a tunnel, you've been driving in a dark tunnel, and you come out to the blazing sunshine. There, are, there are things mm-hmm. you can't see as a human. So I, I kind of think maybe that's more realistic. But to be able to expect to see the dynamic range of of an android. Uh, it doesn't, I don't know. Sometimes it does kind of, it does kill me a little bit with the whole HDR thing. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Got more here. Uh, we got a super chat from, uh, Mike Quinton. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. $40. You, really appreciate it. Oh. Said, uh, will Alder Lake make Fortnite and, or Godfall or even Roblox better, uh, significantly better than 10th or 11th gen Intel or a Ryzen 9? Will I have to gut my current ATX build and do it all over again? Hmm. When you're trying to trying to think, Fortnite GPU. No, that's CPU. Mostly CPU bound, yeah. right? So same thing with Roblox. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking he's he's just he's just punking us. I, I mean, I, I would say mm-hmm. there's a, a little bit of facetiousness there, but also you know it's like what what can we expect? You know, I mean, obviously we haven't reviewed anything, but it sounds like there's, of course, going to be an uplift, right? Yeah. But how much? You know, that's like we just don't know. I, I think you, you know, I, and I think, you know, because when Alder Lake comes out, if there's PCIe 5, if there's DDR5, it will be a bleeding edge early adopter technology that will bring a lot of really amazing things. If you think about it, if you get to Gen 5 for uh, native Gen 5 SSDs, you know, who knows what DDR5 is really going to bring as far as performance go. And then you have all the latest security mitigations rolled in there. I think it's going to be a tour de force of like amazingness. So if you're an early adopter, bleeding edge, which it sounds like you are, um, then I think, yeah, you definitely want to take your ATX motherboard and, and give it away or sell it and buy into the new, into the new thing because early adopters, you, you don't care about whether it's, it actually is better or changes your your roblox experience um it probably won't change roblox or or fortnite maybe godfall but i know a website where you can get a deal on a hundred of them yeah (laughs) but you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be expensive it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a big change for a lot of people so unless it's i think it'll be for bleeding edge early adopters only initially so which it should be i agree uh, i agree a hundred percent uh, this, like I said earlier, is something I would definitely wait for reviews for just because of all this. And as you were sitting here describing this, if that all happens, can you imagine PCIe 5, DDR5, and Intel's first uh, hybrid design chips? Like, I expect these might have some teething issues. So that's part of the bleeding edge experience. And there's a greater likelihood for happening with this round of chips and platforms than most others. Going to all that at once. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against what you are saying, Brad. I'm gonna say just buy it, and the main reason <laughs> is please don't. No, no, there are the one. Let's be honest. Intel floats the entire PC universe, and I have gone through this transition with memory and PCI many, many times with Intel, and they are they get it right. 
They don't they don't screw these okay. things up because they build all this. I wouldn't worry about Gen five DDR. I mean, they're believe me, they everybody works towards Intel's um, uh, designs. So I think that won't be an issue. I think there will also be uh, a very decent increase in performance for Intel on desktop, especially on desktop, because I mean, Rocket Lake was you know tough. It was very tough. It was what you could do with fourteen nanometer. This is ten nanometer. This is a new design. This is Gen 5. This is DDR5. I would say, honestly, this is something I would safely say you could probably buy it and be happy with. Is it going to blow your doors off over your existing $300 10-core Comet Lake or your Ryzen part Zen 3? It will depend on what you do, and that's up to you, so I can't decide for you. But if you're just the kind of person that likes, like, to go out and humble brag about having to pay so much for DDR5, then yeah, it will have a, it will uh, it will it will succeed there. You know, people like to humble brag, like, oh, that 3090, I had to pay eighteen hundred dollars for it. <laughs> yeah, like when you just said, I don't have an HDR monitor, and I'm like, they're nice. Yeah, see, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, they're nice. Yeah, no, I mean, but that's yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah, I I wouldn't worry about it. Sometimes I do think, and again, I understand. Because you you do sometimes get stuck with a lemon, but you know, most of the time I think you're pretty safe. Newer things are almost always better than older things, as long as the older thing hasn't gotten so damned cheap that newer thing doesn't really make it worth it. I think, uh, except for in the case of the, the Steam Deck, is a you know earlier you were arguing, oh man, they did the Steam machines, the older things. Yeah, but the, so that's oh, a, the Steam Deck new but thing. That's a, don't buy it. Don't just buy it. I'm going to tell you, Adam, the Steam Deck 2, I will definitely say you should buy that over the Steam Deck. It'll be better than the Steam Deck 1 because it is pretty rare for you to go backwards, right? So I think you can just buy it. I think you can you can just buy it. I'm going to say it. I, I, see, I, say it. I want to be a meme, too. How come I can't be a meme? Other like, just worry. buy it. Oh, God. Uh, AGD. Uh, AJD old channel archive uh, asked, "Do you think Alder Lake is going to have the advantage due to low latency monolithic die?" Also, imagine if Intel didn't have their own ten nanometer woes uh, years ago. Alder Lake three years ago happened. I have no idea. Even, I have no idea how they are even making this thing, frankly, because they haven't mm-hmm. they haven't yeah. talked to me about it. But I think you know it'll be it'll be interesting. But you know it'll be hell nice to get off of fourteen nanometer for desktop. <laughs> it will be really nice. So nice. Expect better things. All right, two more, two more. Uh, Wesley Lig to votes. Oh man, I'm sorry. Uh, said greetings from my Frankenstein HP DC 7900, sporting an Intel Core 2 quad Q9 550, eight gigs of DDR2 RAM, two fifty uh, gigabyte Samsung 860 Evo, <laughs> three terabyte Toshiba. Uh, Splitting platter drive and an NVIDIA GeForce GTX sixteen fifty. Is it time for an upgrade, uh, or, or is it time for an upgrade? <laughs> it's first... time for an, it's time for an upgrade if you want to get Windows eleven, and that's what <laughs> bums me out about Windows eleven so much because that system sounds wonderful, and if you're still doing what you got to do with it, I love that you can have that. Yeah, like I love all the all the history in that PC that you're talking about right there, and it it sucks that it's getting cut off. Yeah, no, it it is a bummer, but you know I think, but you know that was that was the awesomeness of Windows 10, right? Because you could install it on that machine just fine with no issues. So I would say it is time to upgrade. I mean, and honestly, not even just for 
because it's it's better but there are just it's nice to get you know pcie it's it's <laughs> uh, pcie ssds that you can boot from it's nice to get mvme it's 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 nice to get you know, higher sure going speed. from DDR2 to DDR4 would be pretty nice. Yeah, but things that kind of kill me are like sometimes like the, the USB support, you know, that's just like, that's mm-hmm. just butt. I mean, that was like, you're talking, what is that, like a like a Penryn Yorkfield kind of old? I can't yeah. remember what those were. Um, but yeah, no, I think going that's, to a new machine. That's ex- I, don't, I don't know if you remember, but that's exactly why I did upgrade to this Ryzen system back in the day. Uh, I had an Intel 3570K. Uh, this was not tangibly faster for gaming. Like, it was a little bit faster. It was equal. I did a big article about it. Pissed off a lot of AMD fans. But, you know, it's it's the 1800X was no faster than the 3570K. But it gave me USB 3.1. It gave me NVMe drives. It gave me all that kind of stuff. And that add-on stuff is so worth it. Yeah. And I think you almost have to think of it like a car because your whatever Q that ninety nine whatever that 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 quad core core two part is <clears throat> that's like a that's like a Toyota Corolla with like three hundred and eighty thousand miles on it. But you're like, damn, this thing's actually. You know what it is? Here's what it is because this is the example everybody knows. It's like that diesel Mercedes, right? That thing has got like eight hundred ninety five thousand miles on it. It still goes, right? And it just fine. Cause you know, honestly, for, if all you're doing is driving a browser in office and light duty Photoshop, it's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It still gets you down the road. But holy hell, if you get out of that Mercedes with that stink ass diesel and the, and the, and the windows that crank, you know, like, and they, they kind of get stuck and there's air conditioning. You're like, and it's just so nice to get to modern USB, modern, storage this is and you know that's like you're running pcie gen one right there's you're just it definitely is it's 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 time it's time to upgrade i think is is you will feel the upgrade going to a new machine so (laughs) even though it's but if it still works and you don't really care and you're driving down the road and your 900k mercedes that that's fine too the people following you may not like it though (laughs) uh Okay, a couple fun ones. Uh, Dennis Siberian asks, uh, can can you ask Brad what happened to the Superman figure he used to have in the background? Where is it? Uh, it is in my actual office. Uh, I moved recently. You are looking at my dorm room looking living room. I'm still in the process of getting set up. My office is full of un, unpacked, not packed, still packed. I don't know what's happening. Still packed boxes. Uh, it's up there somewhere. Uh, hopefully before long, I'll be shooting from up there, but nice. Which between su- packing and internet issues, I'm working in the living room. Which Superman was it? The big cardboard animated Superman stand-up. Oh, I know, but which... It holds, yeah. Clark? I mean, uh, was it which which actor or comic? It was from the old uh, cartoon. Okay. Uh, not the super old cartoon, the one that's around my childhood era. Nice. Uh, all right, last one from a friend of the show. VC Jester said, what part of going back to the office are you most excited about, and what do you dread? Uh, Ooh, can I answer first? Yeah. <laughs> I am really grooving on you guys' deep, rich voices. I didn't read really, I forgot how much of a difference these studio mics made. Like, hello. This is like ASMR for me. Oh, hello. <laughs> this is like ASMR for me. 
Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll say uh, I, I'm I'm both loving and dreading the studio. Like I said, it, I mean, I I've done a lot of work to get it to where it is, but it is not back to where it is. Also, I mean, we're we're not completely back to work. We're we're just using the studio for full nerd and and doing some shoots. Uh, I will still continue to do most of my work work at home. So now it means a lot of the stuff I stole here. I'm using at home, but now I need it both here and at home, depending on what I'm doing. So either I cart stuff or I got to buy double stuff. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm dreading like trying to figure out like, okay, I, I need to have everything up and running to go on both places. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, but it, it's exciting. It, it feel it does feel really uh, cool to be here. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I love the, I love these mics. I love, love this audio uh i mean obviously we still will continue to have remote you know brad's always gonna be remote keith is always gonna be remote uh so that stuff uh is 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 still gonna happen but yeah we're we're here it's fun i I did it everything so far is not uh uh falling apart i I think everything has has worked out for the most part (laughs) for the stream yeah and i'll say the the mics are awesome but um this is a perfect example of why um, PC gaming will never die. Will never die, no matter what. And that is because doing streamed stream content is terrible with latency. Even if it's very low latency, it's not enough. So the latency between Adam and myself and over these microphones, <laughs> you know, it's it's near zero latency. And I don't think I've ever ever done a single call stream that was just like it, it always felt like you were you were talking on the radio right it's always like you know you you had to stop and it would it would break up the flow of conversations and you would have to like even here sometimes we would talk over brad a little bit i would just wait a little second but any streamed content it always just felt like you had to, you had to stop and say over you know over mm-hmm. and out you know just it was just terrible i was just terrible for conversation this is way better for conversation mm-hmm. i think so and plus these mics yeah, I mean, it also, I mean, I've I've learned a lot though. You know, like being able to have to capture and and do the stream remotely, shoot uh, in in an office or in my office rather than you know in this office. Uh, OBS, I've gotten a lot deeper into understanding OBS. We use a different software here for the the streaming stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it, a lot of learning opportunities. Uh, a lot of them that I'm actually bringing back here in terms of routing, in terms of software stuff. So you know, it's uh, it. it been a been a learning experience <laughs> for sure so yeah but don't you think this is kind of the way it will go back to because i know a lot of people think it'll be permanently you'll be in a permanent zoom box but i i don't think i think once people get used to like wow this is what it was like they're going to go back to it well it, it it's funny It'll be a mix yeah, yeah well that's the thing for for me before uh you know i, I was very much like oh i'd love coming in to the office nine to five being here i can only do stuff here it's great which is true but now being able to 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 force to say hey you know what shoot shoot in other environments stream from other environments do do things from other environments uh and get me out of my comfort zone learn learn other types of capture software things like that not that i i'm not always kind of trying to update myself and and learn new things anyway but it really forced me to try a lot of new things 
uh, I, I actually enjoy that. And now it makes me feel more comfortable to be like, hey, you know what? If I just want to stay at home and, and focus on writing, uh, I'm, I'm going to do that. If, you know, if I want to shoot something at home that, that makes sense to shoot at home, I don't feel like I have to come in here and, and do it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, for us, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a nice hybrid uh, approach. And at least for me, it's be like, okay, now I have multiple options, you know, of where I want to do something and, and what's the best option. Now I get to pick right. rather than just being like, oh man, I have to do everything from the office. Uh, it is nice to be able to work from home sometimes. Yeah. You know, less nice. Although I, you know, definitely the commute is gonna, is gonna stink for a while. So. Yeah. Well, they, they, but they took away the, uh, the, the, the people taking the cash at the the at the, at the bridge toll uh, for for those who don't know yeah it's like man it would be like sometimes like an hour and a half to get over that bridge because it would just be backed up and and oh my goodness it, it's now it's like half an hour and yeah <laughs> oh boy that's a lot better commute in the car uh also if i never have to go back to the bart again then i would love that <laughs> yeah so. that'll happen <laughs> uh also dennis siberian says i'm looking forward to brad uh Look, looking forward for a Brad full-scale holographic image on set. Oh, you know what? Actually, uh, yeah, I, I need to still talk to my rep and and order a uh, a Brad body pillow. We'll just put a body <laughs> pillow on the set, you know, and and pipe in his audio so it sounds like he's uh, <laughs> he's here on the set with us. There just kidding. Go. No, no Brad body pillow. I have not talked to my rep about that. I can I can mail you some hair. You can put it on top. <laughs> It is a bummer that over this entire thing, nobody ever made the Star Wars holographic, you know, the little thing that you could just kind of have the conversation with. Mm -hmm. You uh, know, the Star Wars holographic projector, which is like definitely low res and low frame rate. <laughs> and you could just like, yeah. you would think like with, you know, they had, you know, hyperdrives, they could have like better communication, but maybe, yeah. Maybe if uh, these billionaires stop trying to go to space and, and make us uh, 3D models of, of Brad uh, for <laughs> yeah. the full nerd, then we'd be in a better place. Right? You know, I was wondering if they had to, like... If, Society would. Do you think the coverage of, like, Jeff Bezos' rocket had to be blurred out in some countries? <laughs> uh, nobody will. Somebody will get that reference. Mm, it's going over my head. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then, uh, yeah, wow. The first, uh, first stream back uh, to the to the studio confirmed we did it gordon take us out of here uh, i will say that uh, i have the old outro also queued up which is pretty funny so oh yeah okay hilarious <laughs> yeah. check back next week for your fix of pc talk on the full nerd for our listeners subscribe to us on itunes google play spotify or stitcher and if you're on one of the services please leave a comment every time you do gordon actually packs up an overdue falcon northwest 64 core thread ripper machine <laughs> same questions and comments yes cal i heard the message through tony sorry uh same questions and comments to the full nerd at pcworld.com thanks for coming i'm gordon Young with brad charkas never pre-order <laughs> <laughs> and Hannah Patrick Murray is going to hit the do not pre-order sign. Thanks, everybody, uh, for, for sticking with us. Check out the new merch. Very exciting. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>